remember to mention your name as well as the station you are affiliated with. And at this time, I will hand it over to my colleague, Hannah Brown, Emergency Management Planning Coordinator with the city. Thank you. All right, thank you very much, Lawrence, and good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. This is the Hurricane Ian virtual media availability. Uh, we have a couple of speakers here today to talk to you about some of the updates with the storm, things to do to prepare. So our speakers today, we'll start with Chief Graham with Charlotte Mecklenburg Emergency Management. He is the Deputy Director. Then we will have an update from Major Dave Johnson from CMPD an update from Deputy Chief Winkles with the Charlotte Fire Department. And then we will finish with an update from John Wendell with Charlotte Mecklenburg Stormwater Services. And then we will take questions. At this time, I will turn it over to Chief Graham. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, first and foremost, I wanna thank uh, City Communications for hosting this for us. But also I wanna thank our, our media partners there's been a lot going on this week, and I know a lot of y'all have asked for information from us. We felt like it was important to get everybody together at one time so we can get this for you and make sure you have all your uh, questions answered. And I believe Hannah is going to work on doing this a couple times over the weekend so we can kind of all be on the same page. But we're here today from the Emergency Operations Center uh, for the city and for the county. And I know that Commissioner Altman uh, is listening and welcome. We're always appreciated, appreciative of when our county commissioners are uh, joining because we are a combined city and county emergency management. That includes the six towns. Charlotte Mecklenburg Emergency Management and our partners have been closely monitoring the formation of Hurricane Ian over the past week and have been fully engaged in preparation efforts. The sheltering task force has been coordinating to plan for the potential shelter activations. Should they be necessary, <clears throat> should they be necessary, but no shelters at this time are, are uh, being opened. So we're not opening any shelters this time. However, we are standing by to do that. And we've been working closely with our uh, volunteer agencies, including the American Red Cross. The Emergency Operations Center will be fully activated uh, throughout the weekend, beginning on Friday afternoon to monitor the impacts to our area and coordinate any necessary response efforts. Hurricane Ian has made uh, landfall over the southwest coast of Florida this morning, and we predict that it will then cross over the Florida Peninsula into the Atlantic over the next 24 to 48 hours and enter into the Atlantic, and that's when we really have to be pay, pay close attention because we're not fully sure what it's going to do when that happens. It could strengthen and then move in our general direction. There are uncertainties in, in Hurricane Ian's track and strength concerning the Western Carolinas Northeast Georgia late this uh, weekend and uh, into uh, even all the way into Sunday. The Charlotte Mecklenburg area should be prepared uh, for potential effects. And so part of that is the Emergency Operations Center and our partners will be here together so we can make sure that we are closely coordinating and communicating, which is always an important part of the equation. A deep tropical moisture associated with Ian will bring the potential for heavy rainfall and possible flash flooding, including three to four inches of rain currently as of today expected, but those numbers do fluctuate and they actually change from last night to today. Gusty winds are forecasted for the area ahead of the storm beginning on Thursday. Be prepared for down trees and power lines. So one of the things that we would encourage you to do, and we always stand by personal decisions that you might make, but please consider over the weekend staying home. 
So enjoy that time with your family, read a book, watch Netflix, whatever it is that, you know, cook something great. We love to do that on the fire department. But in, please attempt to stay off the roads. That will greatly uh, help us and emergency responders throughout the area as they respond to any uh, impacts. Stay informed, follow National Weather Service and local media, several of which are represented here today for updated forecast information. Charlotte Mecklenburg Emergency Management will post regular updates to our social uh, media feeds. And so I always uh, encourage everybody to follow us on Twitter and other social media. But also, and this is very important, and I really would like everyone to do this, sign up for Charmec Alerts. And you can do that at charmecalerts.org, uh, which is always a great tool for anyone in our community. Build an emergency kit with essentials, and we always preach this, for 72 hours, including food, water, flashlights, extra batteries, medication, a first aid kit, backup battery to charge electronics, and other essentials you and your family uh, might need. Be sure to factor uh, pets into your preparedness uh, efforts. And I know Chief Winkles may talk about this in a little bit, but carbon monoxide is always one of the issues that we worry about. So we wanna make sure that you have working carbon monoxide detectors as well as smoke detectors. But keep, if you lose power, and you end up operating around anything that gives off carbon monoxide, including generators or anything else, make sure that those are, are many feet away from your dwelling so we don't have any um, issues here in our community. So I'm gonna turn it over to my good friend, uh, Major Dave Johnson. And we have been together for a long time, but the last couple of weeks we've been together a lot as we went through the President's Cup together, which he did a great job. So Major Johnson. Chief. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, Major Dave Johnson with the Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department Special Operations uh, Bureau. We've been working uh, very closely with our public safety partners at the fire department and uh, emergency management, along with our uh, city partners in CDOT and special services to make sure that we have the proper equipment and personnel uh, on standby and close at hand uh, in case the need arises and this becomes a severe weather event for the Charlotte Mecklenburg uh, jurisdiction. Uh, just like to reiterate what Chief Graham said about staying home. If you don't have to get out uh, in severe weather, uh, please don't. Uh, the fewer drivers that there are on the road uh, are the, the fewer uh, incidents that we have to respond to. Um, and we don't want to have to come rescue you from a flooded roadway if we don't have to. So, uh, and on to uh, kind of reiterate that point, if you see a roadway that is covered in water, please do not attempt to drive through that. It's very hard to tell how deep that water is. And uh, without fail, every time we have a severe rain event in Charlotte, uh, we rescue multiple people who have uh, made that uh, unfortunate decision to try to drive through water that was much deeper than they uh, suspected it was. So if, uh, if you don't have to get out, stay home. If you do have to get out, avoid uh, any, any roadway that's covered in water, find another route. And if you do need Certainly in an emergency situation, call 911. If there's a uh, flooding uh, situation or you see a roadway that's flooded or a uh, creek or waterway that's flooded that needs some attention, please call 311 uh, and your call will be routed to the uh, appropriate personnel. Thank you. I believe I'm being followed by Deputy Chief uh, Winkles from the Charlotte Fire Department. Good afternoon, everybody. Deputy Chief Jerry Winkles with Charlotte Fire Department. Um, 
again, just to reiterate, uh, Charlotte Fire Department has been preparing for the Hurricane Ian uh, over the next couple of days. We'll be uh, uh, doing our daily activities and uh, maintaining any kind of support that's needed with the emergency management. Um, and in addition to that, uh, we're asking that all Charlotte area residents, like uh, Chief Graham stated, uh, get prepared for the next um, couple of days. Uh, some of the things that you can do in order to assist us is securing any items that are in the yard um, and uh, be prepared to go without power for 24 to 48 hours. And that includes getting batteries for flashlights, uh, go ahead and charge in your cell phones, and in addition, uh, download any weather apps so that you can maintain a vigilant watch over the next couple of days. We ask that you contact 911 for emergencies only. And that if you have any needs for city services, please contact 311 for those. Um, we also ask that you check on any elderly or any of your neighbors, uh, and then obviously call for help if you need to, and then please bring your pets in. Uh, in addition to getting prepared, please make sure that if you have any items that you need from the store or any prescription meds that you go ahead and have those filled as well in order to be uh, ready for the next couple of days to, to be at home. And we, we do ask that you stay at home unless it's an emergency. Um, our next speaker is going to be John Wendell from Charlotte Mecklenburg Stormwater Services. blockages in those creeks, um, call 311 and we'll try to get somebody out there to clear that out. But that won't happen after the rain starts. Once the rain starts, we don't want to put our folks in jeopardy. Uh, we want to keep them safe. So uh, doing that early uh, could get us a really good start on uh, clearing out those storms, uh, uh, creeks in the area. Um, the other thing I want to say, and other people have mentioned it already, turn around, don't drown. A lot of people hear this millions of times, but yet they still do it. Uh, more people have died in their cars from flooding than not uh, than outside of their cars. So it shows you that people have either gone around barriers or they thought they could go through the water. So again, um, turn around, don't drown. A lot of people just hear about it, but they don't practice it. And we really do want to push that uh, idea. Um, flooded roads, you don't know what's under it. it. Even though the water's not moving, I could drive through there. Well, there may be a sinkhole. There may be power lines. There may be uh, tree branches, tree limbs. Uh, you don't know what's underneath that water. So be prepared and, and just go around that flooded uh, roadway. The other thing is, is moving water. Six inches of moving water could knock a person over. A foot of moving water could move a car. So uh, just be prepared and think about uh, things that you should be doing and, and turn around, don't try it. I know we say it a million times, but it really does work. So I'm gonna to toss it back to Hannah and, uh, and see if we have any questions. All right, thank you, John. And thank you to all of our speakers. Uh, at this time, we are prepared to take any questions. 
Yes, this is uh, Derek Dellinger for Queen City News, Fox Charlotte. Um, it, you mentioned, uh, Chief Kramer made a specific mention of the fact that um, it, uh, the we could be seeing potentially three to four inches of rain, the gusty winds as early as Thursday. Um, are there any indications really as far as what people should at least expect? Is that the least of what people should expect once this storm system comes into the area? Hey, Derek. <clears throat> so I'll be honest with you, it changes every couple hours. And so we know, and in, in, uh, I'll let John Wendell maybe speak to it because he is a trained meteorologist for those that don't know. But we are expecting to get something. But John, do you have anything on that for us? Well, the, the thing I would like to say is that uh, majority of the rain is probably going to happen on a Friday night into Saturday morning. And Flooding is going to depend on how hard and how fast that rain falls. If you get three, four inches of rain over a 48-hour period, I think we're in pretty good shape. But if you get that over a three-hour period, then we may have some problems. So I think it's more of a Friday night into Saturday morning event. But if you also think about uh, the ground being saturated, the trees have a lot of leaves, so they make a big sail. And so there could be a, quite a few trees down, even if you only get like a 30 mile an hour wind, that could cause some problems. So I think those two things, the flood risk and then the trees down will be the biggest issues around here. Yeah. And, and Derek, if, if you've never heard me say this, I'll say it again, because it's important. <clears throat> we plan for like, not the worst case scenario, absolute worst, but we plan heavy. So if we plan heavy and we, we're thinking, hey, this is probably the worst that could happen, during the storm, we're going to be in better shape if it's not, right? So we try to move as many resources in and have all our folks ready to go in case it goes in the a, a direction that we don't like. And so that helps. Emergency managers, and I always tell everybody this, emergency managers are never right. They're about like meteorologists. <laughs> you know, we have, you know, we've got too many resources that we were bringing in or it gets worse and we didn't bring enough resources in. So you always want to be on the side that we're ready to go and prepared rather than the side of like, oh, it's not gonna really do anything, so we don't we don't need to prepare. And so that's where we try to land, really try to find that sweet spot. But I'm okay being wrong. And I mean, that's just the world of emergency management. We'll go to the next question. Do we have any more questions, Lawrence? I'm not seeing any additional hands raised at this time. Looks like we have Courtney Davis from Spectrum. Hello, this is Courtney Davis with Spectrum News. Um, because this storm is in Florida, you know, I know you were just talking about that preparedness. You know, there is a long track until it's gonna hit here in North Carolina, but why is it so important if people are looking at this right now thinking that it's gonna kind of dissipate by the time it gets to us? I mean, how serious could it still get once it hits Charlotte? You know, we don't know the answer to that. We, we, we know it after it's over after it's over we can go back and say hey this is what will happen hugo and, and john you can speak to this i've got a, a picture of the satellite image in uh, the other room of hurricane hugo and i personally uh during hurricane ivan so hurricane ivan right after francis if you remember that a few years ago and i, I always tell this story too because it's a good one but my neighbor was killed and they were calling for 50 mile an hour winds where, where my home, where my family lives in Henderson County. And we ended up with 100 mile an hour winds. And so that's what I mean, Mike. You've always got to be prepared. 
for what it could do, not necessarily, and hope for the best. And if you do that, you're going to be on the right side. I feel that we'll be uh, we'll be better off. But we are keeping uh, a close eye on this, as we encourage all of our folks in uh, out there to do. You know, <clears throat> of course, we're at work today, and so I probably had a better understanding, really of everything that's going on before I came to work. And now we've been working all day and I'm trying to keep an eye on the storm and see what's going on. But we're closely, as we look and analyze each time the National Weather Service sends us out, something out, there are changes. And so we'll be keeping an eye on it all the way as it enters into Charlotte and then exits out. Chief Graham, can you hear me? John Wendell? I want to mention uh, one other thing is the type of flooding that Mecklenburg County will see is more of a flash flooding. Uh, our creeks all originate here in the county. So when it rains, yes, the creeks fill up real quick. But when it stops raining, they usually drain fairly quickly. Now on the Catawba River that gets mo most of this rain from the mountains and foothills, it may take another day or two before that water comes down. So even though say, Sunday morning, we wake up and most of the rain is gone. Well, we still have to be concerned about flooding along the Catawba River, uh, maybe for another day or two after that, just because where they're getting their water from. Yeah, and that, that's exactly right. And we work very closely with Duke Energy, but we do uh, use the Duke Energy app and we're talking to them all the time. But on the Catawba River chain, you are absolutely right. It's not today and it's not even what happened in, in Charlotte or Mecklenburg County. It's what's occurring in McDowell County in those areas as it works its way down the chain. And so we'll be closely monitoring that. And of course, all of you remember the uh, flooding that we had on Riverside Drive. And those folks down there, we, we spent a lot of time communicating with them and making sure that they're comfortable and making sure they're watching and keeping up to date on, on uh, changing conditions. We have a question from Michaela Holder. Hi, my name is Michaela Holder. I'm with the Charlotte Observer. Um, and I was just calling and wanted to know if you guys had been in touch with any of the big um, power managements in the in Charlotte to sort of figure out what's going to happen if a lot of power goes out, especially if there is a horrible amount of flooding and they're not able to get out. What should people do? What shouldn't people do if that becomes the case? Well, <clears throat> number one, and we've said this a couple times, please stay home. So if you stay home, that alleviates a lot of the issues we have. Number two, stay away from down power lines. Make sure you're contacting Duke Energy or it's 1-800-POWER-ON, I believe is the number. And then we we do work with Duke Energy and we have them on speed dial and we have folks that we talk to throughout the storm and after the storm and help them to identify areas that are, uh, you know, and, and critical. So we call critical infrastructure sites. And of course, those, those definitely include hospitals, police stations, fire stations, other areas uh, that we got to get the power on to so we can make sure that we respond. But the power will get back on and we will get through this storm. And hopefully next week we're enjoying some beautiful, fabulous uh, fall weather. And all this is a, a memory to us. Chief Graham, John Wendell again. Um, I got a message saying that the first part of my little talk there, uh, we, you guys couldn't hear me. And one thing I want to mention one more time is that the folks could help out, the residents could help out by clearing out those storm drains. Very important, but also do it safely. Do it from the curbside, 
maybe take a rake and get out there and, and move out some of any leaves because leaves are starting to fall. There's a lot of leaves on the trees. Uh, with the wind, more leaves will start to come down. So uh, clearing out those storm drains, very, very important. That's right. Thank you, John. And, and, and I always say this, we deeply appreciate our uh, Louisa folks and our, our stormwater folks. We work with them on a, on a very regular basis. In fact, the group of engineers was in here just today talking about hazard mitigation, which is a, a much longer conversation, but uh, we're always working to try to mitigate issues here in Mecklenburg County. We have another question from Derek Dillinger, Queen City News. Uh, yes, uh, it's worth noting here that uh, there, <laughs> we have a bunch of people arriving in Charlotte pretty much each and every day, people that are moving here that might not necessarily be familiar with the, uh, the problem areas, specifically in Charlotte and Mecklenburg County. Are there any specific areas that people should be worried about specifically? And it, 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 they will hear it better from an official than they will from me. So are there any specific areas that you guys will be looking out for to be keeping an eye on? Uh, well, I have an opinion on that, but I'm going to let John speak to that because <laughs> he comes from stormwater. So, John. Well, there's a couple of areas that really uh, stand out. One area that uh, that uh, is usually the first place to see some flooding going over a road top would be uh, Addison Drive at McMullen. Uh, the road top is, is uh, probably only five feet above uh, where the creek is now, and then you throw some water on top of that. Uh, uh, that's usually one of the first spots. But, you know, Little Sugar Creek going through the uptown area toward midtown there, um, that along the greenway, you know, if someone's, I don't know why you would be biking on, on a day like that, but, you know, that, that, that's very close to, uh, um, you know, the water level, and that's going to come up real fast. You know, the thing is, is people should just use some common sense. We'll return to Best of the Carolina Weather Group in a moment. Now your Carolina weather forecast. Here are today's forecast high temperatures for North Carolina. Here are the forecast lows for tonight for North Carolina. Here are tomorrow's forecast high temperatures. And here's forecast rainfall across North Carolina tomorrow. Here are the forecast highs for the day after tomorrow. And here's the forecast rainfall across North Carolina for the day after tomorrow. This is the total rainfall forecast across North Carolina for the next three days. Here's the severe thunderstorm outlook for today from the Storm Prediction Center. Here are the forecast high temperatures for today for South Carolina. Here are the low temperatures for today for South Carolina. Here's the probability of precipitation forecast across South Carolina today. And here are the rain chances across South Carolina 